evening, everybody. Welcome on in to the Brass Ring Media Podcast, our Tuesday flagship show for Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. It's great to be here. What's going on? I'm Zach Haydorn. That is Tyler Sage. Tyler, man, what's up, dude? All good in the hood over there? Yeah, it's good. Um, we are still in the room, not in the dungeon. So <laughs> that's uh, progress. That's all you can, that's all you can ask for. So. That's all you can ask for, man. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. Well, good. Yeah, the room looks room looks great. The room looks great. It continues Thanks. to look great. You look very, very comfy in there. <laughs> very, very comfy in there. Thanks. Well, man, we got a lot to get to. I mean, we are uh, like officially now on the uh, – I mean, I guess it was official before. But now we're really on the road to WrestleMania. Like it is 39 nights away um, and um, a lot of developments – coming out of last night's episode of Raw uh, that I want to make sure we we get to. So let's let's talk about the big one first, which is, you know, Cody Rhodes. He wins a match against Grayson Waller. No surprise there. Um, but then he's got a promo segment with Paul Heyman, which I thought I thought was actually really effective for a lot of different reasons. The first one being, you know, like positioning Cody as like the bloodline hunter and not like this, like victim in, Oh, this guy just keeps getting, you know, bullied and terrorized by these bloodline guys. Well, now he's on the, he's on the offense. He's on the offensive. He's going to go after them. I think that's like a nice way to kind of flip, uh, flip the story around, you know, and, and it's not, uh, it's not the bloodline interfering with him. It's he's now mixing up with them. I thought that was like a good, a good strong touch. Paul Heyman, um, I thought did a nice job of like speaking for the rock. And I honestly think they need to do more of that because mm-hmm. when Paul Heyman does it and says something like he said yesterday, where he says, Hey, you keep the rocks name out of your mouth. Like if the rock said that, I don't know that it has the same heel level heat that it does when, when Paul Heyman says that. So I like, I like that touch to kind of continue to really force rock to play, you know, this, uh, the 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 heel role um and then we have the overarching angle which is cody challenged the rock to a match like on wwe television he said whenever whenever i got time before wrestlemania and so you know we know wwe or we thought we did anyway when vince mcmahon was in control and they they don't throw that stuff out there for no reason. And it doesn't mean that that match is going to happen in two weeks. It doesn't mean it's going to happen at WrestleMania. It could mean it's going to happen later in the year. But I don't think you put that out there if you don't want your fans to think that it's a possibility. So I thought, you know, the match was was what it was. But really the main event was that interaction with Heyman. And I thought it was mm-hmm. a nice – thought it was a nice next chapter in um, you know, the Cody bloodline story. Not a significant one. They're going to save that for Friday when The Rock – shows up but uh i thought it did a nice job of like you know getting him through another night of tv on the way to wrestlemania i agree so here's what i wrote down if everyone saw me writing see if i can read that so can you read that for me rock better hunter (laughs) frankie kazarian better than cody (laughs) question mark no it's just funny so that was my joke so thank you for reading that that's very good very good for the audio listeners so sorry about that but um yeah it's uh you know just when you and i agree with you just when he said like i'm i'm hunting the bloodline it reminded me of you know like hey he's like i love that frankie kazarian character that never worked in a who is who is kazarian hunting 
He was the elite hunter. Don't you remember? Oh, the elite hunter. Failed? That's right. That's right. And then oh, he would just like right. appear and like <laughs> punch Brandon Cutler. And he and was then, like, like the lowest card away. guy to do that. To, yeah. Like, but he never even attacked like Kenny or no. the Bucks. He was always like Cutler or Nakazawa or someone uh. like that. So, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, know, yes. As soon as, you, as soon as I was Hunter, I just think the elite hunter and it makes me laugh. So, um, so you kind of like stepping that. on my point there, my friend. No, just but I do up. like it. I just had to get some Tyler levity to the situation. I know. I know. To I your know. deep analysis, I had to, you know, bring it back to the the zany. So you know, but I do like it. Him like flipping that on. It's it's not a total like retcon of the of the segment at Elimination Chamber, but for our patrons, and you know, happy to see a lot of them here. Uh, live with us and, and all that stuff. But we talked a lot about how what we would have done in that promo differently. I think Cody addressed some of those issues that you and I had. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in this promo. So that was good. And um, you had a lot of other points in there with Cody. But, you know, the match with Waller's fine. Real quick. Let's stick with Cody real quick. Because I think you're right. And I didn't call that out either. But you're very much right. Like, Cody was pretty, you know, a little goofy. I don't know if it was like the – the. Uh, you know, just the long trip to Australia, but he was <laughs> full on like Rudy Poo Poo and all that, yeah. all, uh, all that that craziness. And I, I didn't think he came off well, but you're right. He did pivot that. Like he was much more serious, like sitting down in the chair, looking Heyman like dead in the eye. That that worked to kind of like remind people that, no, that he's a, this is a big star that we're watching. He's on this really important journey. So, you know, that, I think he did kind of repair some of that. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see, so yeah, you talked about Heyman. What was the thing in the middle about Cody? That you, Cause you had like kind of three points in that thing. I want to make sure I address all of them. Uh, well, the, 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 the Waller the, match the inter- being. Yeah. Okay. The Waller match being. Yeah. Just I mean, it is what it is. Like that's what, that's what it should be. Right. Yeah, exactly. That, and that was my, that's my point. Like it, yeah. like it didn't, it wasn't needlessly 15 minutes, like, or 20 minutes just mm-hmm. because they needed a main event. Like Cody dusted Waller. What was it? Five minutes, maybe, or in a commercial? I think break? it was eight. Like, I think it was eight, eight? with the yeah. in commercial break, and then like so it was like four, four minutes of TV time, basically. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it's that's the way it should have gone, like you said. So I, I don't, I don't hate that either. Either I think it's yeah. smart. And then yeah, Heyman being like the best person to be able to give that levity of like yes, talking for the Rock and not being like over as a heel in a way that is counterproductive to being a heel, but also like the comedy bit of it too, of having the, both the phones and calling them and all that <laughs> stuff. Like I thought like he's, I mean, he's, you know, up there with the best of being able to present a character, elevate a character and thread that needle. And he did, right. Like he looks like a buffoon, but we know that like he puts, puts legit guys around him as a profession. So yeah, uh, I, I liked all that too, and him interacting so you don't burn all your Rock Cody interactions is a good way, right? If it's Heyman, if it's Solo, if it's Jimmy, um, until we get to the big stuff, I think that's that's a good idea. All right, we're gonna get into the Rock Cody challenge here in a minute, but I want to set the table for the show. This is the Brass Ring Media podcast for February twenty seventh, twenty twenty four. This is our Tuesday flagship. We also have a Thursday flagship show that um, is in the afternoon, three Eastern, so you can check us out a second time um, on Thursday afternoons. We also are live on Mondays with Tyler's Monday Mania show. Tomorrow, I will be doing a spotlight episode at three Eastern on Sting, and Thursday night, late nights, is a uh, Robert Vallejo. And he uh, 
uh, presents Nocturnal Knockout, a uh, sports talk radio uh, vibe to pro wrestling analysis. But we're live all throughout the week. Um, so make sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel. Hit that notification button so you know when we're live. And check us out. If you want to take us on the go, you can do that. All the shows are uploaded as podcasts on all your favorite podcast platforms just you know, within an hour after uh, after we're done going live. So you can take us to the grocery store, to work, to the gym, wherever you need us to. Um, we, will, uh, we will be there. You can also check us out for free on Substack. We've got um, all sorts of written content that goes up all throughout the week, covering various shows, various editorial features, lots of other fun stuff um, there as well. Just search Brass Ring Media Substack in your Google search engine and uh, – you will uh, will be the first thing that comes up. When you're ready for more, I encourage you to head over to Patreon and uh, become a Brass Ring Media member. It's $4 a month, just four. That's it, four, four. And uh, you get full access to everything that we do. Um, that's complete access to our newsletter. That is a members-only podcast once a week from myself and Tyler. And we've got a pretty cool uh, WrestleMania surprise for members um, that we will be rolling out on uh, later this week on Thursday. Um, you also get access to all of our PLE and post-pay-per-view um, review shows. And we did one over the weekend for Elimination Chamber. So all of our members can, can check that out as well. Um, tons more to our Discord community is open to all of our members. That's been a blast. So encourage you, please uh, give us a shot. Give us a shot. Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Um, we'd love to have you and we'll do all we can to uh, to earn your business. As for tonight, the Super Chats are open. If you want to get in on the show, ask us a question, make a comment. Um, the Super Chats really help. Any contribution helps us out a lot and we certainly appreciate it. And we'll uh, we'll stay until all the Super Chats are answered. And uh, we certainly appreciate it in advance. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello to everybody who's joining us live, Adam and Sean and Zach and Tracy and everybody else on Twitter and on YouTube. Glad you're here. And uh, strap in because we've got uh, we got a fun show planned for you guys tonight. There you go. There you go. All right. So Cody challenges The Rock to a match. All right. And I think my inkling hearing that happen at Elimination Chamber was, okay, like, of course he's going to challenge him to something because he got slapped in the face and, you know, that's what they're going to use to kind of set up the tag, the tag match that – you know, everybody's kind of mulling over that could be a way to get The Rock in a ring and get Roman in the ring with The Rock and get Cody in the ring with The Rock. Just a way to get a match out of The Rock, basically. Um, but on Raw last night, I mean, I thought commentary really drove home that, man, Rock is going to answer Cody's challenge. Like, he's going to answer Cody's challenge, like, straight up. And on SmackDown, when he shows up on SmackDown this Friday night. And so that was kind of like a, a signal to me, like, Hey dude, they're going with this. They're going with this. Mm -hmm. And they might not be going with it like night one of WrestleMania. Although I don't, it's not out of the question in my eyes. Um, but I think a rock and Cody match is on the horizon, maybe even before that Roman match. And so, um, do you think it happens at WrestleMania? Is there like, do you do rock and Cody and Cody has to beat the rock in order to kind of, you know, get that title match the second night? Do they add some sort of stipulation like that? I think, and the reason I go there with it, man, is like, I just, I think that makes more sense than like a random tag match for no reason when Cody already has that, um, that title match. Like this is a way 
to wrap up a grudge with the rock, you know, earn a shot or like re-earn a shot at the title and then just have that entire weekend be all about Cody. What do you think? What do you make of that? And uh, did your opinions change from Saturday to today um, after seeing what they did on Raw? My opinion has not changed just because this has gone up, down, left, right, all around 360, 180, isosceles triangle, all that stuff, right? Originally it was <laughs> Cody Cody giving The Rock his spot and then taking it back right a week later. So right. that has already happened. Him saying this doesn't do much for me. It's more what The Rock's response is going to be, right? Because I do think if Rock was like, hey, I'll fight you right now tonight, Cody's character would then come out and you would have that match in the main event of SmackDown, right? Which they're not going to do, obviously. But, um, yeah, there's, there's in my mind, three things on the table. And I do think Rock is more in the long haul. So I think yeah. there's tag match or it's night one Rock, Cody, where Cody loses due to bloodline interference. And you think like, oh, my gosh, they're going to do it again, aren't they? And then he overcomes mm. everybody the next night. But then Rock's got a win on him. He's champion. It makes more sense to do it over again at some point. Um, I still think I would have tag first, then where I just laid out second, and then Cody beating Rock Night One, then Roman Night Two, or Rock and Roman in the same night if it, if it's like the opening and closing of Night Two. Mm-hmm. There seems like a lot of stuff to give somebody in one night that you don't really need to do. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know if like Cody believes his character should be doing that either. If you asked him, like obviously he wants like to be the greatest of all time. And that is something that's like, you know, up there with some of the most impressive nights in WWE history, if you do that as a character. But um, so I don't know. I mean, it's just all about the rock on Friday and I don't think we'll get much clarity if I had to guess, but I think anything's on the table. And a lot of of this has just been like, Hey, we can do whatever we want. No one is saying anything specifically, you know, it could all come down to can Seth work twice for the tag. If you can't, then you pivot and do plan B or, is, is rock only available for these two dates or this one date, then right. you do more likely the the third scenario here. So, you know, a lot that we can speculate on, but don't have any hard facts on. I just think they're definitely touching and you're not teasing this. If you're not going to pay off on it in the next 12 months. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'd be hard to believe like, <laughs> you know, Cody going into a match with the rock like that. And yeah, I mean, in rock just, doing a job like that, but like before the Roman match, like, I, I don't know. You're, you were right about that. Like, like that's just, um, that's not very rock. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's not the worst of the worst offenders. He's put some people over, you know, in his day, but, um, I fourth, you know, you know, my Facebook fourth option is maybe Roman and rock have some beef that they will kind of pull that thread on tomorrow night. And for the next couple of weeks, and maybe, you know, Roman screws over and like low blows rock and Cody doesn't see it and hits a crossroads and pins rock. And then rock takes Jimmy and solo and turns them on, tells them not to, not to cheat for Roman and Cody beats him the next night, whatever there's, and then you can do Cody, you can do Roman rock because they have beef, whatever. Right. That's like a less exciting way to do this, but that's also on the table as well. Yeah. Yeah. Adam on super chat says, I hope they don't do the mania 30 setup with Cody. Um, yeah, I 
me calling out that that's a possibility is not advocating for that idea. Like it's really not. And I, I don't know that I'm advocating for the tag either. Um, I'm not having, I mean, really, I guess if I had to advocate for somebody, it'd be just rock doesn't wrestle at WrestleMania this year, you know, and he's, and he's around, you know, he got some heat. Uh, you have some other matches coming up, but like, this is about Cody, you know, and it's, it's just been difficult to kind of shoehorn rock in here. You're going to do it. Cause it's the rock completely understand that. But I guess that'd be my, what I advocate for. Yeah. The thing with rating mania 30, that's different here is that Cody has the shot already. Like, he doesn't have to earn it. He already has it. He won the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan didn't at WrestleMania 30. Like, he had to, like, win a first match to get to the second match. So they're really not – they're really not even the same thing. And to set them up the same way I think would be, yeah, a little bit counter counter counterproductive. And like you said, just unnecessary. Like, why? You know? And there was a definite why, you know, in 2014 with, with, uh, with mm-hmm. Bryan. Agreed. Um. One of the things that stood out as as Paul Heyman's talking about this, first of all, I want to know when do you have like a special phone with my name on it? Like that when I, you know, when I text you or whatever, like you they're all perfect. If I if I had, if, if I had your face on the sticker on my phone. Because <laughs> that was hilarious that Heyman held up a Roman phone and a rock mm-hmm. phone with their little like logo things on it. That was great. Yeah. Um hey, whose phone backstage was that that had a sticker slapped on it? Was it the social media guy? The guy with the long <laughs> yeah, hair probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Here, take this. You need two phones. Because, yeah, there's the, you know, three way hasn't been around for like, three way calling hasn't been around for like, no. you know, 30 yeah. years or something yeah. like that. Ah, oh, oh, Heyman. Um, mm-hmm. The, what's fascinating about this to me is, I, and I don't know if they can land this ship. I really don't. Like, but a lot of this stuff, a lot of these like top tier stories are like, integrated with one another you now have like you've got the rock and cody and they've got something going on you've got cody and roman obviously there's there should be at some point a layer of roman and rock with some tension there then you've got seth and the bloodline and then drew and seth like kind of going back and forth about seth's involvement with the bloodline drew already has you know issues with the bloodline from however, you know, however many months ago uh, that kind of like started him down this road to a heel turn. So like all of your top stuff right now in the company um, is very like interconnected. And I I think it's fascinating, um, but like history would tell you that they're not going to land at all. And Mm -hmm. I hope that they do, because I think that they're, they've really got something with, with the way that they're telling those stories. They, it feels unique in that it's not just, you know, Drew and Seth and they're doing their thing and Roman and Cody and they're doing their thing and like Gunther and he's just doing his thing and they're all part of the same show. But like, this feels like a world, like a, like a, an ecosystem that is like kind of blending all together. And I think it's really interesting provided they can, you know, they can pay it off, but they got a lot of balls in there a lot. They do, and I like it as well. It's one. It's it's a easier said than done aspect of pro wrestling. It's hard to intermingle things and have it pay off. I think there's certainly a roadmap for it. Um, you know, I don't want to just give you fancy booking all day, but you know, I I will. Uh, you know, what if Let's what if what if Seth and Drew is the opening match of night one, and the Bloodline like attacks Seth before the match, 
beat him down. You get an AW ref in there, and they start the match without checking on the beaten up opponent. You get a Claymore pin. You know, you get uh, Sheamus and Danielson. Uh, what's that? 29? 28? 29. Whatever. Uh, yeah, 29. 20, 20, well, 20, 20, <laughs> 28 was when, like, he beat him in, like, 18 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you do something like that, and Seth can work. He's pissed. That match is not on the cards. Maybe they make it for the main event or something. And then they team up, and there's the issue between Rock and Roman happens in that match where Seth and Cody win. And then what I kind of laid out in the previous thing happens where Rock gets Jimmy and Solo and Heyman to abandon Roman and Cody wins, right? That would be like a way to tie everything together. And I yeah. feel, not that you have to do it that exact way, but there's a way to tell like, Hey, that's that closes up Drew and Seth, but Seth is now pissed that he lost because he got beaten down, and he'll come for Drew later. But now he's going to make amends for it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, yeah. there's, I think they've they've done a good enough job telling the story where you can do ten different ways you tell that story within the paper, within the WrestleMania, and it can work. It's not just like, you know, Dom and our truth are having funny things back and forth, right? And that's like going to tie together with Roman for some reason. It's not like yes. that sort of thing. So um, I think there's a way there. I don't know if they do either. You know, that's that's easier said than done. It's not. I mean, there's really no examples I can think of where so many people have intermixed going into a big show um, ever. That's not like a, you know, a Survivor Series. And then those two usually don't even pan out or a Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble match. And it just is hard to do, right? I mean, there's there's no correlation I can think of off the top of my head of like what what is that like eight top guys all interacting in one story yeah, yeah. it's it's tough so we'll see I hope they do it but it'd be impressive yeah and it and it and I think it's you know it's just fun to watch too because it's you know it's unique that type of storytelling is just unique to WWE programming in general like a lot of it has been siloed and now you have all this like intermingling of, of, of top guys and wires crossing. I think it, it makes for, you know, an exciting or a more exciting watch. Like I thought raw last night, um, obviously it had its formula, which it always has, but mm-hmm. the, I thought that it was just not as much of a slog to get through because stuff mattered and it's WrestleMania season. So that, that impacts things too, of course. Um, but, but I think the, um, the fact of the matter is you've got top stars in key spots and they're interacting with each other. And I mean, that's the name of the game. That's what, that's what you want, especially ahead of the biggest show of the year. Um, so, you know, thumbs up for sure. Um, Adam, thank you for the super chat here. And here's another one here. The rock being on SmackDown for three straight weeks, hopefully leads to some very good storytelling. Yeah. So I uh, thank you, Adam. And I, I think it, well, for one thing, I think it will. And I think it absolutely needs to. I mean, look, uh, the Rocket, I don't know the Rock has been on for you know three straight weeks, dating back to like 2002 or something like that. Even the the Cena run, I don't know that it was two three straight weeks that he was that he was on television. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to take advantage of that. Like I, you know, they need to really obviously they need to position Cody well. But also, I think you can't forget about Roman Reigns. Like, it, you know, this match is not Rock and Cody. Yeah. That's a fun element. But I think they have to, like, 
start weaving in some Roman stuff once Rock gets on the show. Um, just to remind people that like he's the head of the table. That's what he calls himself. That's you know, he's been the champion for 1300 days or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the Rock needs to do a little business on that end too, so that um so so that when Ro- Cody and Roman are standing at each other opposite of the ring inside, you know, Lincoln Financial Stadium or whatever, it matters. And you know, the Rock's so charismatic that he I think he needs to go out of his way to, you know, make Roman in that way because otherwise he like we talked about last week, he can really suck the air out of a whole mm-hmm. out of the whole room. And that's not a bad thing, but he's not the one in the match. And I think that's you gotta use some of this TV appearance for for Roman too. Yeah. I mean, it's little things that are big things. Right. But like, you know, what are you doing if you're in the writer's room on how to do that? Cause like, to me, it's everyone loves the rock entrance, but it gets a lot of cheers. Right. And then he gets booed as he talks. So I think coming out as the bloodline with Roman's music is like a good nod of like who yeah. is in charge here. And like, you also avoid the huge pop of the, you know, the rock and the guitar riff and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, beyond that, I don't know how you tell that story where it's like believable. It's hard. Like I've been thinking about how to do that. And that's the problem with them being teamed up together. Besides it's gotta be, I mean, it's gotta be rock going for, Hey, I'm the main guy here. And then Roman showing dominance that he's not, but how do you do that? Right. It's without totally breaking up the group. I don't know. So I'm curious to see how they do it. And you know, the, the bloodline in there, vignettes and backstage segments and in-ring stuff has been i mean nine and a half out of ten like consistently stuff like really good stuff there's there's a couple times where it's like oh that was not so good but they clean it up later so Mm -hmm. i have faith they'll do it i just don't know how they're going to get to it so i'm curious to see how that goes Heyman will probably be very important in that of like i think yeah i I think that's that's going to be a huge key to it and you saw the start of it yesterday and at least made it my other question. And thanks so much, Adam. Uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks for the support. Um, do you think three straight appearances is too much for The Rock at this point, given what like Cody, some of Cody's verbiage has been in terms of like you're never around and like mm-hmm. I'm the guy that's carrying the company and like and now you're going to see him three straight times. Um, you know, the thought crossed my mind that like that's good from a storyline perspective and you get a lot of time with them and it's going to move the needle and all that is there but you know the more you put them on tv <laughs> the more opportunities fans have to go oh you know what i do like this guy like mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know eh, it's not it's not so bad yeah i mean you know you gotta probably have him do a group beat down on somebody beloved right who is that is that randy yeah, is that, good idea. Is that, yep. is that LA Knight? Is it I don't know, I don't know who else, but um to do that, obviously that's pretty classic. But yeah, I don't it's tough. And I just looked at the calendar. So there's six SmackDowns before WrestleMania. So you'll have right. these three and then three more episodes. So you, presumably he's off at least a week and then the last two, or is it the go home show only? So it's it's weird pacing. Obviously, his schedule probably made it that yeah. way where he's available yeah. for that, but um, it's interesting to tell, they'll probably tell a bulk of that story and take a week or two off and then be like, Hey, this is the go home version of this. So we're getting a lot of it right here. And I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes. And, and how many do you think Cody is going to be on of those shows? One, I mean, I'd probably put one and a half as the over under and take the under or else it gets like, you got to have a match if they are interacting more than one time, I think. 
Yeah. So PW is. But you have a match like on, on SmackDown for the second time they meet, is what I mean. So. Right, right. The PW Insider reported that Cody will be there Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to get something between the two of them on on, on Friday night, this Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you know what, though, man? Like when you go through six six episodes left and the Rock's going to be on three, I don't, I don't think that's a terrible idea, honestly. Because you want the like – the main event – is Roman against Cody Rhodes. And I know I keep saying this, but like, so I think you want like that to be those two guys to be the focus by the time you're at like the go home stretch here of the build the last two weeks, especially that last week, you know, I think you need to have like a couple signature, like Cody Roman segments, you know, and yes, the rock is around in the periphery, but I think it's like almost better that he is here early in the, in like the final build here than, than it is you're trying to shoehorn shoehorn him in to mm-hmm. you know what's supposed to be a go-home segment with you know with the rock and um you know with the rock and and uh and and, and cody one-on-one so this may end up working in their favor and it might have just been planned but i i, I think that i i think it's a smart move because eventually mm-hmm. you do want to drill down to roman and uh roman and cody specifically yeah but you know i think both of us would agree we don't think it's going to be they interact this friday and they're going to have a match two or yeah two weeks from this friday right or, or do you think they'll have a match on smackdown well you know what that is like the fifth option like if you just want to do a huge rating like and just all this buzz you know for on fox and you know create a little wrestlemania buzz i mean yeah you could you could just drop this thing on smackdown and 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 do that. I don't know what where they are um, in the next the next few weeks. You know, as far as like what towns what towns mm-hmm. they're in. Um, I know they're here for a raw. They're in Chicago for a raw in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, man. I mean that. I mean it's certainly not not a possibility. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's a huge. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I would say it's unlikely, but yeah, that yeah, would unlikely. be like yeah. the, the normal cadence of a normal feud, like to get Cody on his road to WrestleMania take everyone out in the bloodline like if rock's not there you would think he'd be taking out um uh you know jimmy or solo solo in that thing so i've got it pulled up here so we're in glendale this friday arizona and then dallas and then memphis okay so i mean uh milwaukee after that and then yukinsville connecticut (laughs) the go home show wow uh, of smackdown yeah Oh, no, sorry, Philly, Philly. Philly's the go-home show, obviously, but it's the combo pack. So the 29th yeah. show, which is the fifth, is okay. Ucasville, Connecticut. So there you go. Man, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I mean, I guess, like, I've had fun, like, breaking this down on these shows for the last however many weeks. Like, and I think that's a good sign. And I thought Cody had a good night last night, and he's in a good spot. I mean, you know, when you talk about, you know, over wrestlers in WWE, you know, in the last, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15 years. I mean, Cody's up there. I mean, he is up there right now. Um, and, you know, they're in a good spot. So this is uh, this is all pointing in the right direction, um, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Super chats are open, folks. Thank you. We got a bunch of them here on our next topic. And so this will be an exciting uh, – Exciting way to uh, kind of break down the Becky Lynch Rhea Ripley segment from 
from last night. And we'll start with we'll start the conversation with Sean Super Chat. Sean, thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Sean says, I loved the Becky and Rhea promo, but didn't like her interfering in the Nia Live match. Can you guys make sense of that? Especially knowing it was Becky. Tyler, you want to jump at this first? Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't love it either. I didn't hate it. I'm just like outrageously neutral on this whole thing at the moment. And we kind of know where I stand on what well, called my shot a couple weeks ago on thinking this is going to fall flat from like in ring and build. Cause you're doing face for face, even though they don't want to acknowledge it. Right. Cause we've got Dominic still by the side of Rhea. So they've chosen that path thus far, which I think is a problem. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, the live is, you know, not the most over person, but she's, over in general in that division. Naya is over as a, as a heel. So it's trying to get Becky. I think a little bit of juice here was the idea. And it did, it did fall flat for me, but you know, I don't think it's the end of the world or anything, but I also didn't think Rhea's promo just because her orientation as a heel being paired next to Dominic, I just don't think it's the right move and you're going to be fighting uphill and it's, you're going to get backlash. And the worst thing is, when you're in Philadelphia, like it's going to be what 70 30 people cheering for Rhea, if you had to guess. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, you know, you're fighting uphill, just do face face, you know, current legend versus future Hall of Famer, right? Like first ballot Hall of Famer versus future Hall of Famer, or however you want to spend that and be like, hey, it's my, just do that whole story. Like that's an all time iconic that we've seen that lots of times in WWE of like, hey, it's my, my time is now. There's a whole theme song about it, actually. But um, <laughs> somebody I know, I think, has yeah, some invisible man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a better story. Better story, and yeah, I don't know. It just feels like they're kind of grasping, and they all feel what we feel that Becky is not as over as she should be, and fighting uphill three. I just don't think it's a good combo. Yeah, I like I like this better than you guys. I thought this was I thought this was good. I thought I thought it was good all around. To be honest, like. The the promo I think stood for itself. I think it was chapter one. You know, this was not. I don't think this was like the big, like definitive, like you know, end of act one type segment. This was like the open. This is like the opening, like the opening credits, if you will. If you're talking about like a movie, like it's like kind of setting the tone, hyping you up a little bit, and then you know more to come later. But I, I mean, what I liked about it was just. I got the sense, and I feel like the audience got the sense too. When I was when you're reading the crowd, that they they knew that they were in the middle of a big moment, like Becky and Rhea, like two top acts who have not crossed paths, crossing paths, and they're going to have a match. And I thought that I thought that they really drove that point home, and it it stuck out to me. I do agree with you on the Dominic integration like i think that like they almost went out there last night and said well like almost like let's see what happens like can dom be so hated that the hate for him rubs off on Rhea? and it yeah. di it didn't like it's just flat out didn't like so like it's gonna be interesting to see where they go on this because man i don't know it, it, it's like you remember when like deborah was like the manager of the rock ahead of like mm -hmm. wrestlemania 17 mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden she just wasn't there like once yeah. the match like happened I, I feel like that's what they would have that's what would happen here with with Dominic and Rhea because by the time they get to this match if they do it right 
you know, it's just going to be sizzling to see those two go at it. And Dom is just non-factor at this point. I mean, I think like Dominic was really valuable to Rhea Ripley as Rhea Ripley started to gain her footing. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what happens to Rhea Ripley, no matter how like big she gets in the business, no matter how popular she gets, like her partnership with Dominic, like jump-started what she ended up finding about herself as, as a character. So he's like pivotal to that. But right now, it's it's not about that. Right now, it's really not. And I think people, like the match has become, to me, not so much about Becky Lynch's like quest back to the title and going to vanquish this evil heel and Rhea Ripley. It's about Rhea Ripley, you know, beating the GOAT, Becky Lynch. And when you thought about this match happening, or at least when I did 12 months ago, mm-hmm. it was definitely the other way. It was definitely like, you got a clear baby face in Becky, a heel in Rhea Ripley, you know, tell that story. And now like this thing is about Rhea Ripley. And if you want it to continue to be that, I don't think you can mess around with Dominic doing intros and Dominic like out there, you know, telling people not to, you know, interrupt him and things like that. It just runs counter to everything that, that, um, that she does. So that's my note on that. I agree with you there. And Sean, I think like her interfering in Nia and Liv was just, you know, Nia beat her up at like at the end of that promo segment. So I think this was Becky Lynch getting revenge on that attack. And, you know, now they get to have another match. Like that's another main event that you're going to get to pull out of Nia and Becky. Um, You know, I think that's why you brought Nia back for moments like this one. Like that's why she won that first match so that you could go back to this. Becky's going to get the win over Nia, you know, and continue to stay hot like on the, on the way to, to WrestleMania. So I think that's why um, that's definitely why that they, they went that, they went that road. Um, and I didn't have a problem with it. Like Liv is just going to, she's going to get stepped on for a little bit. She's like the mid card, you know, baby face. And there's not a great place for her right now. Yeah. On she's the, card. she's the Imperium of yes. the women's division right now. So you can build her up later. Yeah. You got yeah, right. Yeah. You can build her up later. It's just not, not the time for her, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just not. And so, and that's okay. Like, I like that you're not trying to like protect everybody and like shoehorn everybody into everything. Like this is about Rhea and Becky. And so you mm-hmm. want like, you know, like to get something out of Becky here. And so I think that that's, that's, that's my take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Zach who drops a super chat here and goes, I thought Rhea's line about finally being on her level was ridiculous given Becky's the goat, but the vibe between them was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the vibe was great. Uh, yeah. I think the line, it's a heel line, right? And that's like where some of the disconnect I think is right now. That's a heel. That's a straight up heel line. And it didn't really make any sense. And it was a little confusing because people like cheered that afterwards, but you know, if you give that line to like a true heel, like that, that line's getting booed, especially opposite mm-hmm. somebody like Becky. So this is what they have to clean up, you know, in the next six weeks, Tyler. Yeah. Well, and you know, if you want to go the heel route, like every good heel slash villain believes everything they're saying. Right. And there's a grain of truth, uh, yeah. a kernel of truth in it. Right. And like post the four horsewomen, it's what Bianca and, and Rhea are the two to get to that level, literally. Yeah. Right. Like maybe not in wins and total, acclaim right i think we've we've done our four horsewomen rankings before 
Yes. And, you know, we could probably also do that with, you know, Bianca and Rhea and the two others that come through, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's Tiffany or in Roxanne Perez or whatever, but we'll see, right? There's going to be people that emerge as like that next group of four NXT women post the, the horsewomen. So, um, and, and, and we'll have that debate with them too. So I think it works as a heel for that way. But yeah, I, you got to commit on like, I just, it's so hard. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't have her be a heel. Have her be, say yeah. this thing, but like, hey, I'm coming for your spot as like a competitor. Yeah. Um, Zach has another great super chat that compares and contrasts them, I think, pretty well. I don't know if you want to get to that, but yeah, I will. I'm going to get to that right now, actually. Cool. Yeah. Zach jumps in here and says, Rhea will be fine when she puts Becky over. Mahomes is the best QB on the planet, but he didn't beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Sometimes the GOAT is better. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to parlay this into your other one, Zach. Um, and and and, uh, and again, thank you so much for the show. Um, it says, Becky has to go over at Mania. You can't turn the go into a high-level jobber. Yeah, I mean, so they're balancing that, right? Like, that's the balance that they're trying to make here. And I I don't know. I agree. I disagree, Zach, that he, that, that Becky can't do this job. I think I think she can. I think she can. I think she has to. Um, Rhea, I mean, come on. Like, Rhea's got a ton of momentum behind her right now. You can't – I don't know if that if I'm, I'm derailing that. Like, for as much as I like Becky, and I think Becky is a – one of the best acts that WWE has had in, you know, in the last 10 years, like you can't derail Rhea Ripley's momentum right now. I mean, she is just starting out on her, on her run as like the top woman star in the company, or at least on, on raw. And so it'll be one thing if like they were trying to position Rhea as a, in this spot, the spot that she currently has right now and and like she wasn't getting the reactions that merit that this isn't like a roman reigns situation where you know roman reigns is getting pushed roman reigns is getting pushed roman reigns is getting pushed and all these other people who are getting better reactions are getting pushed to the side like ria has delivered she's over she's gets huge reactions big pops has good matches you just can't derail that and that's why I think that, you know, Becky won't, will be doing the favors at WrestleMania. And as far as this comparison goes, like, <laughs> I think, I think if you were the NFL and you were writing the script for that Super Bowl, like Mahomes goes over for that reason. So that you have a new goat, like. Unless Sting, unless, the, unless Tom Brady Sting and goes over in his final match, you know. <laughs> True. Potentially. Well, I, my point. I mean, my point is like this is pro wrestling. It's not an actual sport. Like you, you, you have to. I, I take that into account anyway. And it's like you know, if if Roger Goodell was like, hey man, like boy, be really cool if we had Mahomes get this big win. Like let's do it. Let's put out a new script and get the get the new uh, <laughs> get the new get him to win. I think you would do that because that's a good story. It's a good way to make a big, big star. And so, um, so I like the comparison a lot. I think it's good, but Tyler, what do you think? You're, you're chuckling. So I don't, I can't tell whose side you're yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, this is not, yeah. I mean, you know, we did do this with LeBron and Jordan as well. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. I just think yep. people of different eras are in different spots and wrestling's weird, right? Cause you prime can be, you can wrestle till you're in your sixties, right? Yeah. This thing. Yep. So and it's it's predetermined and all that sort of stuff, right? And everyone's got their favorites, 
there's not real rankings. There's not real ways to prove who's the best, right? Besides your own personal opinion. So it was different in that way, but in sports, I kind of put them in different buckets based on, you know, like same thing, like Becky's career is not over. Probably what, you know, what's she on the main roster? 10 years now, something like that. Uh, yeah. About 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, Rhea's at what, four with a big injury in there somewhere. Right. I think. Yeah, with a big injury, but like, man, I don't even know that you can count. I mean, before this Roman Judgment Day, she was palling around with Nikki A.S.H. Like, do you remember yeah, that? Was, like, oh, yeah, it was not good. That was horrible stuff. Just terrible, terrible yeah. stuff. So, you know, it's all different, right? And her career's not over. Rhea's got seven years of like, hey, you better be that sustained and that over and that top person for that long to even be in the same page, right? Same yeah. thing with all that stuff, so. I don't love the debate and the talk radio aspect of it. Um, so that's just my opinion on that. But I do think it's a good comparison, whether I like the debate or not. I do not always embrace sports debate like some shows do. So Okay. Okay. Um, Zach jumping in here too. Saying, Becky should smoke nine in 60 seconds. I don't think that's going to happen. But, Zach, I do think you're going to get your win back, and that's going to make me very happy. Sean points out, hey, Brady's team – Beat Mahomes' team. Football is a team sport. Well said, Sean. I mean, you don't even play each other when you're quarterbacks, right? You don't so. even play each other when you're quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. this isn't like a fight. This is like, like LeBron the fight. would not. LeBron would not have guarded Jordan, vice versa. And Jordan right. would have got smoked one on one against LeBron because LeBron's got four inches on him. And oh, man, I don't. I, I think I'm about to kick you off this TV. Yeah. Well, say you also couldn't double team people in the '90s, so that was super helpful for uh, for that era of basketball. So. Yes, it was. It was a technical foul to double team people in the '90s. People forget. Was that, it? So. Mm-hmm. Look it up after the show. Obviously, don't look it up now. Jordan still would have smoked those. Four. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, this is what I didn't want to happen, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this could be fun to watch, Tyler. What has to happen? Because and, and I think you're the perfect person to ask this question because you're okay. not fully on board with with Rhea, or maybe you're on board with the idea of the match itself happening because. Why not? Like, what else are you going to do with Rhea, right? At WrestleMania. Yeah, it's the best um, match they can make right now. Yeah, best match they can make, regardless. Yeah. yeah, exactly. However, like, what do they have to do to make you more interested than you are today? Is it just realigning Rhea as a babyface? Or, like, what hoops would you like to see them jump through if it's like, hey, you know, I want to be interested in this. What are two things that they they can do to get you there? Yeah, I just, I mean, you know, you don't have to recreate the man, right? But why is Becky Lynch so popular, right? Because she got actually punched in the face and broke her nose. And it was real, the Becky Balboa stuff. Like, I want a little less WWE, here's our feud, two-minute video package. Mm -hmm. And I want a little bit more, like, that these two might actually not like each other. And, you know, whether that's, it's going to be worked probably. I'm sure Rhea has a ton of respect for Becky. As, as a you know, leader of that locker room, et cetera. But I just want a little more heat between the two, right? Like, and not the WWE manufactured, but what we're talking about, right? Of like, I'm taking your place, all that sort of stuff, right? That's like a, you know, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke match or something, right? That That's like a WWE formulaic, like, this is why we're having the feud. He attacked me backstage. Now we're going to fight it out. Like, I do think there can be more personal stuff here. You don't want to do that with every match, but obviously mm-hmm. Rock Cody is personal 
in Rock Roman is to finish the story, right? And that's why Rock Cody is more interesting, honestly, right? Because you feel like there is some literal heat there between the two guys, whether it's manufactured or not. And, you know, you don't need to leak stories to people that they don't get along or Becky doesn't really want to work with Rhea and that's why this match took so long to happen. Like, I'm not for that. But if there's some level of physicality where, like, whatever. And, and I don't know what that answer is here. It's, it seems like a little bit long or a little late in the stage to, like, have real heat between the two that's not manufactured. And sometimes those moments are hard to get. But, you know, is that Dominic putting a move on Becky, putting Becky through a table, and then, like, Becky being – whatever. That's, like, something WWE doesn't do. And that's like real heat right there if you want to go that route. Or is it, you know, the opposite? Does Becky get a real shot in on Rhea and, and it looks real and she hardways her? Like, not that you have to do that exactly. There's a million options, but I just want this to be more than just a WWE feud that we forget about. I don't want this to be a Charlotte feud. Like, how many Charlotte feuds can you remember? You're totally right, man. Um, and 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 I just want to say, too, like, I, so I like this first week, but you're, you're 100% right. Like, they they have to like it. It can't be six weeks of, I'm you know I'm the goat and no I'm gonna be the goat and then mm. like you know Dominic jumps in for some boot like they do have to add depth for sure like we can't be talking about the same type of angle you know three weeks from now like and 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 this getting a thumbs up grade so I think that's that absolutely makes um you know that absolutely makes perfect sense um to say. And I think, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I man, when you put it like that, I'm like, Oh man, they don't, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of threads to pull at with that. Cause they're so, they're just kind of like paired up right now. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see where, where they, where they go. Uh, Sean, someday I am going to get you started on, on overrated Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Cause I love a good Tom Brady rant. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for the, uh, Thanks for the super chat, man. Appreciate you. Um, all right, anything else on uh, on Becky and Rhea from uh, from uh, from last night? Um, no, and again, I think we can get there. I think the video package will be pretty good when we get to that match. I'm not really worried about that. It's just like delivering on that story in the ring. I'm still worried about. But I have some NBA updates for you. You couldn't play zone defense, and then I'm looking at there's you had to send. You had to send a hard double team. So you had to like commit to it once they crossed the line or else you couldn't double team in the nineties. So, um, Got it. so okay. Go. okay. Okay. So I was uh, 80% right. Yeah. You were pretty much right. Foul. You're pretty I think just right. a regular foul. So I can't believe I forget you. I forget that you couldn't play zone defense. What a weird, what a weird rule that was bizarre. Uh, yeah. Which is weird. Cause no one shot either shot three. So right. like driving in and like a zone would have been perfect for that. And you yeah. probably have gotten Steph Curry's, um, you know, Ray Allen would have been Steph Curry, right? Because then yes. you would have had zones and he would have destroyed people on the elbow. So he would have. I mean, he already did in like yeah. the current way. So, yeah. All right. Um, let's stick with Raw for a couple more, for one more topic. And then we're going to get to a, a fun little uh, off the beaten path topic from, from Bala, who, who's. Uh, contributing to the show here today with a super chat. And I definitely want to get to that. That's going to spark some, some interesting, some interesting debate. Um, but Tracy uh, jumps in here and she says, don't hate me. 
but McIntyre trolling Punk is better than the Bloodline story. Tyler, man, we've been talking about Drew for weeks now. Thumbs up on him regularly. Um, it's hard to disagree with Tracy here. I mean, he's doing some great work. If I could, without destroying the setup here, I would sit down cross-legged and, and do the rest of the show that way uh, as an ode to Punk and an ode to Drew trolling him. But, man... I mean that. Guy, I mean he's just he's on another level. They report reports came out today that he's still not signed. I still don't believe it. Um, yeah, no way. And who's, uh, report, who's reporting that? I think it's Fightful that reported that. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so. but who is it? Is it Sean or is it someone else in Fightful? There's lots. Ooh, of I don't know. Good question. I, so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. But that's the news of the day. But uh, to Tracy's point, I mean, it's been so it's been such good stuff, and it's been good business too because Drew is like, he's making himself into a bigger star. He's pumping up the, the Seth Rollins match. And whenever Punk comes back, I mean, that thing is ready-made, you know, to, to be something already. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I find it a hard – I mean, I like the Bloodline story, Tracy, but I can't, I can't you know, disagree firmly with, the, with, that, with that comment. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's great. It's part of the reason why he's the best character in pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, subtle, the subtle shift – be continuing to win in the same way, but in different ways, right? Like he's mm-hmm. scooping up scraps that other people are doing for him. Like again, like the true boss of the bloodline almost in the last couple instances. It's been interesting. Yes. Yes. And um yeah, I mean it's been great. And yeah, I'm ninety nine point nine. I'm not nine 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 repeating, but I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure he is resigned. If not, like what a coup for him and Tony Khan should pay him four million dollars oh, yeah. a year. And he should be, you know, fighting Okada at Forbidden Door to whatever the first paper, a double or nothing should be him and Okada um, to like take on the champion of the next pay-per-view. But I don't think that's happening. But yeah, doing all this with with Punk and I mean, that is my, you know, (laughs) the match probably won't be good. Hopefully there's like a step because I think Punk needs a step for his big matches going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and a safe just one. Just to trust him with it, yeah. Yeah, if you can do it, like just let him bleed. But um, like that's my most disappointing match of 2024 or early 2025, whenever that happens. Or if that's WrestleMania 41, like man, you tell me it's like Roman versus Rock, and then Drew versus Punk. Like I'm Drew Punk all day. That's like the real wrestling fan main event. So yeah, yeah, and 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 it, and it's just it doesn't feel forced too. Like you know, I think feel mm-hmm. like sometimes like. I don't want to make this like an AEW like zinger fest, but like, <laughs> you know, when like when MJF is like needling guys, like it's such like a, it's like very much like a put on. It's very much like a, oh, I got this cute little line I'm going to say, and uh, it's going to be cute. It's going to be funny. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be cool. I'm going to get this pop. And Drew's doing a similar things, but it doesn't come across that way. Like it doesn't come across that he's been thinking of this like, cutesy way to zing cm punk it feels like like he hates this guy and when punk comes back he's gonna have a bunch of material to hate drew back and you have a match and so i don't know i call that out just because it is a little different this isn't it's not it's not meta either like it's stuff that actually happened on television that you're kind of that you're kind of turning the volume up on so i i i think it's just been it's been fascinating and and i don't like we'll do obviously WrestleMania previews and all that jazz, like as we get closer to WrestleMania, but it's really hard for me to see Drew not getting that title uh, at yeah. this point, because he's just, 
he just turned his whole his whole his whole act turned around in in you know two three months time. So, um, Tracy, thank you. Um, I definitely uh, definitely appreciate that. I appreciate the support on the show. All right. Um, more to come on, on, on WWE. We'll talk about it uh, later in the week. And uh, Robert will have you covered on Nocturnal Knockout. I'll talk a little bit about it tomorrow on uh, on uh, um, on Spotlight. But uh, we're going to pivot here to a couple different topics as we wrap up the show. And we'll go with Bala first. And he goes, I finally saw the Kenny versus Naito one match. And understand the critical acclaim Kenny receives. The detail incorporated in selling his knee is genius. It's an all-time match. Um, Tyler, I'm assuming have you seen this match before? My guess. This is the first one. I believe it was at the G1. G1 final, right? Like uh, yes, the 17. G1 17. Final. It was right. It was the G1 that or 16 into the 17. Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, yes, okay. because it was the Wrestle Kingdom where he took on Okada in like the hour long draw. Yes, I believe. yes, the first one. So yeah, yeah. so well, Okada I mean, beat him in the first one in like 45 yes. minutes. Yeah. Oh, if was it? Oh, it wasn't a draw that one. Okay, all right. No, the um, second was a draw, and then they did best of three after that. Got it for like the big got three because Kenny won, or they drew. They drew in the G one as well. There's like a secret three two point five match, and then the third match was the best of best of three falls. Yes, um, yeah. But all those matches are just beautiful matches. Um, yeah. But this one's really good too. I mean, like, th- I'll be honest, like my first like major introduction to Kenny Omega was not this match. Like I had, mm-hmm. I had heard about the match, um, but I hadn't seen much Kenny Omega up until this, up till this point. I saw some of his like, you know, super junior stuff and like the junior heavyweight stuff that he was, that he was doing. But this was like, you know, a, a leveling up for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saw this match after kind of already confirming that, yeah, Omega's <laughs> he's, he's, you know, an all timer. Um, this match is awesome. I mean, like, I think that Kenny Omega is these days and rightfully so known for cool spots, action packed matches. Like he's got cool moves. He's really unique in terms of like how he moves around the ring. Psychology is great, but like, dude, Kenny Omega can sell his ass off. Like he like can he could tell stories that way and he really did a nice job of that with especially with his new japan matches you don't you say a little bit of it you know when he works osprey and, and AEW, and and you see a little bit of it but man like in kenny's like new japan heyday like he really made you believe in him in those matches and believe like the pain in this case the knee like it, it, it it's it's an un um how do I say this? It's it's uh, I, it doesn't stand out as much as to like why he's a good wrestler because he does all these other things so well. Mm-hmm. But his ability to sell is like on the level of like a Brian Danielson or like a, a, a Sami Zayn. Like Zayn also has that same type of ability to just you know Shawn Michaels had the same thing. Like you just they they just sell the story of what's happening in the ring, and so Kenny does all this other stuff in that match, but. Yeah, it's that knee that really drives everything down and um, really makes it makes the end and makes the finish pop. So if you're out there wondering, hey, should I get into Kenny Omega or not? Or I'm not into him because all I've seen is AEW stuff, which I could sympathize with. Um, 
and you want to understand why like people think he's as good as he is, this is a good match to start with if you can find mm-hmm. it. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, this is probably the first like true five star match that I can think of in New Japan. Yeah, yeah. With like big stakes, right, in a big moment, not just like a you know awesome tag match or whatever. This is you know one of the first Dave over five stars for Kenny that was like then a a thing. So um, <laughs> it was there and. You know, I also like Naito and Kenny. I think it was like three years later they were in another G1 final that Naito won. I think that is like an underrated match between the two of them as well. Who, but wait, who was the other guy? Naito. They they had another final together when I think it's the 18 or 19 one. Oh, Naito and Kenny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They did. Yes. So yes. But that was in Naito won, but it was, it was it was good. And, you know, I it was because Kenny, you thought Kenny was going to win, and then Kenny won the title at Dominion. That right. which is after because so they did that kind of pivot where it made you wait to get that payoff with the with the best out of three, um, but also this era too like Naito and Kenny like you know they're both uh, super athletic still but man they're at, if they're if they're a nine today they were a ten on their athleticism mm-hmm. on top of the knowing how to sell it's just like a perfect point in both their careers where they could give it all and you know Kenny was always good at either being on the, the, the barricade and, and the opponent jumping off the, the apron, like onto the floor or vice versa. Like that's always a crazy spot. Like a third of the way through all those matches that Kenny loved to do or going through the Japanese tables that are full of the like bricks of TV slash you're like, <laughs> you're getting waffled on in between that, the, the table and the barrier. It's crazy stuff. So I don't know how they break those, man. I, I yeah. really don't. It's it's wild. So yeah, it's a great match. Great great selling. There's a great story leading into it. I mean, it's why people fell in love with New Japan yeah. of that era, and I feel like we are certainly at the end of that, and we'll see what the new era of New Japan becomes. So yeah, man. I mean, we'll probably do a couple shows about this, but like they just released the New Japan Cup bracket, and it's like, oof, like that thing without Jay White in it, without Will Osprey in it, without. Um, Okada in it. It's like, yeah, there's some good stuff there, you know, and like, you know, Shoto Umino is good, you know, but like the star power is just not there. Yeah. Like, you know, Jack Perry is one of the more intriguing guys in the tournament. Yeah. It's just like, that's, it's rough. It's, yeah. It's, but, yeah. I mean, I inquired about like, can DDT or Noah do something and like become players in the space for like, you know, overseas for us, right? Could, yeah. could those couldn't, Three years DDT is the big promotion in Japan. Like, I don't think it's off the table. So I don't think so either. I mean, and because like really, like, you know, you had all these guys, um, and Omega is not really in this that class because he left so many years ago, but like mm-hmm. Osprey, White, and Okada, like Inubushi. they all left. And yeah, and Abushi, and then Tanahashi's yeah. fading out too, all at the same time. Yeah. And even though you like, have like this next crop of guys like Umino. Uh, Suji, Yumura, and I, somebody help me on the pronunciation of that, but like those three guys are, are key, and I think I'm missing one too. But you know, those, Shiro, those, one of those two is, or do they yeah, yeah. That? Oh, and Ren Narita too, he's another yeah. guy that I think, but my you didn't have like that passing the torch moment. Like, you know, you didn't have like the Tanahashi Okada match where, mm-hmm. you know, it's Okada and Shota and like, you know, there goes the torch, you know, and you know, Umino wins. Like 
these guys are just gone. Like years and years of being at the top, just gone now. And now you got to hope that this new batch of talent like works out if you're new to Japan. Otherwise you're in trouble. And it could be good. You know, it could be WWF. You could lose Hogan and Macho and Ultimate Warrior and, and Psycho Sid and Diesel and Razor. And then you become the greatest version of yourself a couple years later. So could yeah. totally happen, or it could be the evil show in, uh, in, and uh, you know, uh, Finley, who I kind of, who I like, but you know, whatever. There's, there's a lot of mid card stuff going on right now at best, and you know, you look at your legends. You got Tanahashi, you got Naito, and then you've got your other champions that your other people that have held that top title are what Evil and Sonata and Sonata. Shingo. So yeah. Shingo's like your number three guy of like legendary status right now, which is yeah. I mean, I love yeah, like I love Shingo. Like he's way underrated, but like that's a quite the spot to. He's the Seth Rollins now of that company, which is kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then like you know, Riddle has a title, and yeah, and Nemeth has a, yeah. the global the global title. So yeah, yeah. It'll be and and neither of whom are in the New Japan Cup. I don't believe so. Yeah, that's that kind of. State. Um, mm-hmm. Last uh, point on this, um, and that's just because I wrote this question down when I when I saw the super chat come in. If you if I gave you Kenny Naito one, um, let's see here. What I'm trying Tanahashi and Ibushi from the G1 final, and Okada Omega one. Rank those. Because because that Tanahashi Ibushi match in the G1 finals amazing too. I mean that's that's mm-hmm. a, that's a hell of a yeah it's tough because like is there so much personal in there like I saw the Okada Kenny one was like the first time I that was like when Axis TV did the JR and oh yeah they would yeah, like yeah, they yeah. would like show them later with their them doing the commentary that was my yes. little first uh, New Japan match I ever saw. So I'm gonna have to give that one just because of that. I don't know, like it's probably that Kenny Naito and Ibushi Tanahashi, but I mean they're all so close, and like you could argue it could change it on depending on the day. I think all of those are probably legit five star matches. So yeah. to compare and contrast is hard, but that's that's the bump of the personal thing there um, of getting me into New Japan and then getting on ROH and the whole, you know what the Bucks and Kenny and Cody did. That's it all started with that match, right? Of me not just watching WWE, which is where I was. I was watching Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-views and that was all the wrestling I was consuming. So that was the thing that broke me through. So that's yeah. always a special that match. that will forever like yeah, hold a special a special place for for sure. No no question. Um yeah, I for what's worth I have the same rankings. Okay. I put them in the same spot. So you're uh yeah, you're not uh, you're not off base. Thank you, Bala. Appreciate it. And our first rupees that we've gotten. So thank you. Uh, yes. International currency is very fun to see here. So very cool. Um, very cool. Very cool to um, yeah to have that contribution. And glad you joined us live. And uh, appreciate appreciate the supporting the the show. Hopefully you you tune in again. Thank you. Um, tomorrow I'll be doing a uh, a uh, full spotlight podcast. Uh, 
3 Eastern, you can join me live and uh, we will talk Sting. And uh, to that end, Zach has our final super chat of the night here and says, I think Adam has one too. Oh, did Adam come? Oh, yeah, there's a, a recent one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it. I'm saving that. Yeah, I just want to make sure we got everybody's in. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I'm definitely saving that for, for last. But Zach says, uh, it's a lifelong little stinger. This is going to be some week. I'm already not ready for tomorrow. Sting has never not been in my wrestling world. I mean, yeah. Like, that – I mean, I don't have, like, the um, – same connection to Sting that that you seem to Zach, but he's been a part of my wrestling world for you know my entire life, like period. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is going to be a little weird watching him ride off into the sunset. I hope tomorrow, man. I want to see them just put a bow on this angle. I want to see a huge heat angle. That's what I want to see. I, I want like so much heat on the Bucks closing out that show. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens, but it's going to be fun to watch. But yeah, I mean. I get it, Zach. I get what you're saying. Like it's uh good on Sting. I hope I hope he makes it to the pay-per-view and I hope it's everything that he wants. And I hope he rides off into the sunset. And I hope he stays there. I hope he stays there. Stay away. Stay away, stay. No matter what uh you think you might want, you don't want that. Uh Tyler, any thoughts on Sting? Is stay away, like not on television, period, or not wrestling, period. Yeah, and I I would just be done. I would be done. Like I I don't think he needs the payday. So, like, yeah, I'd be like, you know what? I'm getting this really good send-off. Greensboro Coliseum, big tag team main event. I'm out. I'm out of there. Like, maybe, like, an appearance here or there, maybe. But I'd make it a long time. Like, it'd be, like, a year or two before, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be there, like, in three weeks. Definitely not. Okay. Cool. I just make sure I had the right context how you're fucking that. Yeah. Because he's contracted through, um, you know, at least December. So. Right. It depends what Tony Khan wants to do with that, too. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's a big episode. Last, I mean, I don't know if he'll be on Collision. Or is that going to be on Friday this week again? Uh, or Saturday afternoon? I don't know if they're pre or Or can't, or, or skipped again. Like, it like might it was be skipped. A couple yeah. Weeks ago. yeah, I mean, that, that shows you where that show is. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. probably the last time he's on TV uh, as an active wrestler, right? Ever. Like at free TV, free TV or cable TV. Yes, so yes. pretty wild. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I hope they do. I mean, the I think the angle where the family came in and the Bucks beat them up and Darby's bleeding all over the suits. It's going to be hard to top. I think that was that was a pretty yeah. good heat <laughs> for them. True. But um, yeah, and his aunt says they're taping both tomorrow, so that makes sense. So I doubt he'll be on the Collision episode because it's something will leak. So. Um, it's pay per view Sunday. Sunday. Oh my goodness! Well, we got to talk off air because that's gonna be, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk off air. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's 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 gonna be great, and I'm excited to see it. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. And now we we'll wrap up with Adam. And Adam, I'm gonna let you take this one, Tyler. Tyler, yeah. I'm gonna be in the sea bus in, in sea bus in a few weeks, hopefully. What's the best pizza in town? Tyler, it's all you, my friend. Don't lead our friend Adam astray. <laughs> well, it depends. Adam, I don't know where you live. So that would probably help get frame this for you. Um, I don't know why you're going to be in town. Maybe for the Arnold or something or whatever. It's a beautiful city. Um, so don't everyone move now, here. I'm going to ask this question. What's yeah. Seabus? Columbus. Oh, okay. That means like 
That's what no one in Columbus. Whatever. (laughs) Detroit. Okay, that's what that was my guess, Adam. So yeah, you're pretty close. Um, So you know Detroit style pizza, right? Is so if you want a little taste of home, I would say Jets is the best Detroit style pizza in Columbus. You probably don't want that. Oh, and you're playing softball at Berliner Park, beautiful park. Um, You should go to the Autobahn Park if you have time during the day. There's like a very cool rock climbing wall. It's like right down the street from where you're going to be. There's also Buckeye Donuts where, right where you're going to be. Um, so check out that as a free thing there. But Columbus and Columbus is known for cracker crust pizza. So that's like really thin. So we have the triangle of Midwest pizza is Zach's pizza, which is more of a lasagna in my opinion, but it's still good. <laughs> Uh, to Adams in Detroit, which is you know that thick crust, the pan. You can, pan. Almost, you can almost make it in like a, the brownie pan that's all corners. Yep. Surprised people don't do that with pizza. I think that'd be interesting. And then cracker crust, super thin, like a cracker, right? But it's still flour. So that being said, you're going to be very close to a place called Planks. I think that is the best version of that. There's also Tommy's Pizza. Those would be my two go-to's for the cracker crust style pizza. And if you want. Um, <laughs> I kind of agree with Zach as well. Uh, in the comment there, I don't really love cracker style crust pizza, it's fine. But if you want to try the local delicacy, those are the best two options. Um, the best, like the chain pizza in town, is called Mikey's Late Night. You might even have some in Detroit, it, it's kind of a regional thing. That's like good New York style, like when you're drinking and you want a piece of pizza before you go home. That's the kind of pizza there that's going to be good. There's locations everywhere in town. And then if you want like a fancy pizza, Harvest is the best bet there. And probably the truly best pizza is a yellow brick pizza, which is mm. wood-fired pizza, if you like that. So lots of options. I'd say Columbus is a lot like the Houston of the North in a lot of ways, right? It's a big city that you don't really know is big. It's sprawling. There's lots of great food. I would say pizza is like the 15th thing I would suggest you get in Columbus. There's a lot better options for Super nice dinners, but lots of good stuff. So, um, yeah. So hopefully that gave you some options there, Adam. But you'll be right by Planks. That's what I would suggest. Tommy's gonna be a little out of the way, but Planks is gonna be the closest pizza, good pizza place to you at the park you're gonna be at. You guys are making me super hungry <laughs> for pizza. Um, man, that sounds so good. So this is like a silly question, but there was rumors mm-hmm. of. Or still rumors of of Cleveland being a potential host city for SummerSlam this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How far away are you from? Would you be from that? Like, like two hours. Cleveland? Like two hours. Okay, so that's yeah, a it'd, be, it'd be like it'd be like four and a half for you. The freeway goes right across yeah. the top of Indiana. You know. You, so yeah, if that happens this summer, Brass Ring Media Party in Cleveland, I think. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably have a if not, they'll probably have a WrestleMania because. The owner of the Browns just bought a whole bunch of land by the airport, like 116 oh, acres. Oh wow! So the that stadium's like 25 years old, the Browns Stadium. Um, mm-hmm. So they're probably going to build a dome stadium. And if you build a dome stadium, you get one Super Bowl. Is the is it, you know if the local city pays for it? Um, <laughs> yeah, which which I wouldn't. So that that that's fine with me. So um, it's funny for Adams. Like now that we're in the show. I'll be in Detroit on like the 15th and 16th of March. So it'd be hilarious if I'm in Detroit and you're in Columbus. So if that's, if that's the timeline, you're going to be there. I think that's hilarious. So that 
too funny. <laughs> one big hat, and, and you need to go get some Detroit pizza when you're up there. Oh, for uh, sure. As, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that I'm starving, thanks a lot, you guys. I appreciate <laughs> it. And uh, we'll wrap up there. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you to everybody who uh, submitted a super chat. We'd certainly appreciate it. It helps. Uh, to everybody who listened live um, here and overseas and everywhere, thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, um, if you're not able to listen live, this show will be available right away um, on our YouTube channel. So just become a subscriber, uh, Brass Ring Media on YouTube. You can also subscribe uh, and get the show as an audio podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, it'll be up just uh, in a couple minutes uh, after we get off uh, after we get off the air. Um, if you like what you heard, hopefully you just you know, keep coming back and you can find us more written content at on Substack, Brass Ring Media Substack. You can also, uh, once again, we've got videos constantly and live shows all throughout the week, including tomorrow afternoon, 3 Eastern, where we'll do a spotlight show on Sting to commemorate the, the week of his final, um, his final match um, coming up this Sunday uh, at Revolution. On Thursday, we'll have a full Revolution preview. Um, so you can tune in live for that, um, 3 Eastern, Thursday afternoon, if you want to preview um, uh, revolution. I'll also have live updates, um, during the Tony Khan media call that will happen uh, prior to our show. Um, so we'll be able to talk all the news that comes out of that, um, that media call as well. Um, if you like what we do and you like your wrestling coverage done this way with this style, definitely become a member, find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Um, you get, a Brass Ring Media member-only podcast once a week, access to all of our pay-per-view review and PLE review shows. Our Discord community opens up, which is a blast. Full Substack access and uh, and just a ton more. So if you like what you heard, uh, give us a shot. It's $4. That's it. Four bucks. Get you everything. All, all great content throughout the week. And uh, I think you'll be really happy, uh, really happy that you did. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tyler, a pleasure as usual, man. We'll talk really soon. See you, everybody. Yep. See you Thursday. For you. Not for everybody. They'll see you tomorrow.